Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello there, good afternoon, and uh, welcome to Lori and Julia's show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Another glorious afternoon here in the cities, very close to 70 degrees. We're enjoying it on this hump day. All right, Julia, I had a Grand Avenue shopping experience I never had before. Where'd yesterday, you go? Yesterday, you were like uh, reminding us to, for people to go shop, go shop, get into stores. We were all sad about the grand old days, but I, so I'm in Kowalski's. Casey has a hankering for a shepherd's pie, and they make amazing shepherd pies at Kowalski's. So I'm in there, and I've got time. And then I, Hmm. I Did see, you go to Charlemagne? I saw the clothing corner at Kowalski's oh. on Grand Avenue. I got the cutest. Is that pair. new? Where is it? It's in it's the not corner in... by Cheese and Dairy. Oh, I mean, in the store. In the store. Oh my gosh, they in, have the best stuff in Kowalski's. In I know the store. So I bought, <laughs> I bought a rain poncho, really stylish. Like, okay, you know, jackets are my. Um, I know you're my big weakness spot. and. Mm-hmm. For for the jazz fest, just in case, so I thought, oh, I can be stylish. I'm not going to just. It's a different jacket for the jazz fest than Paris. Yes, it is, Julia. <laughs> it is completely different, and um, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy this, and then, you know, my endless quest for white jeans. So I bought two sizes at Kowalski's. At Kowalski's, darling. Like a crop jean with a little bit of just I some embroidering to... on the bottom. I mean, I I've never. They have the best stuff there. They have the Lake Girl line. Yeah, they had hats. They had I like butts. I mean, but I've never I've never had smoked mozzarella, peppers, a shepherd's pie, some two creamer. pairs of white jeans. Yeah, yeah and <laughs> jeans and a punch of shopping, shopping basket. Anyway, so it was, that was a brand new kind of fun shopping experience. When I was when my kids were younger and the Kwaskis and Woodbury is quite lovely. Yes. I would go there and spend more money so I could shop. Just touch things, you know, because they have all these great gift ideas and flowers. Yes, they have lovely things. (laughs) So I would just cards. I was just in heaven. I've that's so funny. Casey's like, what could have taken you so long to get? (laughs) You know, and I was like, they had like, I mean, they They have the great. They have great children's. They really do. Well, that is so funny. I was down at Grand Victoria by Envision and Bread and Chocolate, and. uh, Seeing what's going on down there. You know, when it's nice, people go out. Yes, that is so Visit true. Visit your retail stores, people. Okay. <laughs> that's our motto. That's our motto. Uh, we have a couple of notable obituaries. This notable obituary was in the Star Tribune today, and it it grabbed me with the headline. Um, uh, 
He lit up the skies, put stars like Prince in the spotlight. And who is it? His name is David Bourne, and he's a searchlight operator and projectionist. So apparently he died at March March 27th at the age of 77, and he spent his life beaming lights towards the sky as a searchlight operator, lighting the stages of rock stars and illuminating movie stars on the screen as a film projectionist at the Cooper. And according to his family, he was one of the last carbon arc searchlight operators in the country. He, wow. His fascination started when he was a student in Minneapolis. Uh, Carbon arcs are, were also found in the giant searchlights during World War II. Oh, for sure, over, in the, for, over London, the anti-aircraft yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes. And after the war, the Army surplus lights found a peacetime use as a forum for advertising. Lighting up, remember, there'd yeah. be an opening oh, yes, yes. to draw attention to a grand opening. I used to love it. Go follow the, where is it? Follow the searchlight. Yes, and he bought his first War Plus searchlight, and he went into business as Hollywood premier searchlight advertising in 1964. Wow. Over the years, he was hired by car dealerships, shopping malls, the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Uh, he also did the searchlights in front of the Orpheum Theater in Minneapolis for a performance of South Pacific featuring Robert Goulet. Hmm. And in 1980, Jim Klobuchar had a column in the Minneapolis Star, and he wanted to send his searchlights to the Ronald Reagan presidential inauguration because they need searchlights. He also... Um, uh, he put the spotlight on rock acts, professional wrestlers, ice skating shows. He did everything from the fair, State Fair Grandstand to the Metrodome when scenes from the 1984 Purple Rain were shot at First Avenue. Two of his spotlights were used to shine on Prince. David Bourne operated one. His son, Brian, ran the other. And uh, at one time, he operated the 65 High Drive-In in Blaine, he was a projectionist at Cooper Theater, and uh, his son said his searchlights were his family. Isn't, wow. that's isn't just, that something? Amazing. That's such a lost art when you think mm. about it. And in the book we're reading, this this book has not yet been rated mm-hmm. about a movie theater. It mm-hmm. reminded me of my days at Highland Movie Theater. Yeah. And we knew the projectionist was quirky, and we remember the old rolls yes. of film. And yes. It, yes. That also reminds me of... Um, Virgil Wilder by Leif Erikson or Virgil, Virgil Wander. It was yeah, about yeah, a yes. movie theater movie too. Theater, but, and, yep. Oh, interesting. Uh, and apparently now people have xenon lamps have replaced the carbon arc lamps. Yeah, and the most of the movies are all digital now. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, but he loved his carbon arc. Anyway, it was just a great story and uh, thoughts to his family. And I, you know, we love a notable obituary with an interesting oh, yeah, story with and all of that. Story. Also today at the age of 96, Henry Block, who co-founded H&R Block, Block, but he spells his name B-L-O-C-H, probably the traditional German. Yeah. Yes. And not Block. But the they way thought people right. would mispronounce it as Block. <laughs> That's right. He flew 32 combat uh, missions over Germany as a navigator in World War II. He was a philanthropist and a fo- he had a foundation and... Uh, uh, anyway, he died of natural 
causes at 98. Yes. It's a good long life. Isn't it? It was his mother who suggested, uh, why don't you just hire your brother to be part of the company? Company. Uh, Richard. Richard. H&R. H&R. So there's the story. And Dallas fans. Yes. uh, Ken Kershevel, who played Cliff Barnes on Dallas, has passed away at the age of 83. He was the rival of Larry Hagman's J.R. Ewing. So, uh, you know that Jason was very sad to hear very that news sad. today. He was he, in a lot of other shows, Lots too. of other shows. You would know who he was. But um, anyway, when Dallas viewers would always ask him, when is Cliff finally going to get JR? He would always say, this Friday night. That was his stock <laughs> answer to fans. Anyway, so. And then, of course, we have the notable... A passing of Lee's Liquor Lounge, which was in the paper today, as we talked about it yesterday. <laughs> oh, I know. 62 years young, Lee's Liquor Lounge. Anyway, I don't know if, I don't know what's going to happen, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to be saved. No, it doesn't, Lori. But it, I, I, I do have tickets for the last show, show accidentally, for I bet Dale you Watson. could sell them for big money. I wouldn't sell them at all. No, I know you wouldn't. Yeah, no way. No, I know you wouldn't. But anyway. Okay, listen, when we come back, it is our story we can't get enough of. And also at the at uh, 3.30 today, we're so excited. We have Debbie Duncan and Gwen Matthews are joining us in studio because they've got a very exciting show happening this weekend, The Best of Burt Bacharach. I don't know why everyone's getting in her business. Well, it all started with that podcast and somebody stirring the pot and making it seem like, I mean, as if we all didn't, didn't we all, didn't everyone that was in entertainment kind of feel some sense of shame about how her mental breakdown story was covered and how she was chased? And 100%. And we yeah. felt the same thing about that other, not Brittany Snow, but that other woman who's still struggling. Um, Oh, Amanda. Amanda Bynes. Bynes, I mean, there's, when you watch mental illness play out with cameras chasing after people, I think it is so completely wrong. Well, Britney Spears has broken her silence about all this talk because that free Britney thing was started last week when her biggest fans heard a conspiracy that she's being held against her will at a mental health facility after her dad and her doctors basically forced her onto some kind of medication. Well, Brittany has been under conservatorship under her dad. She's never come out. No one has ever said that it's bipolar, but she takes a medication or a combination of medication to keep her, you know, stable yes. and functioning. So here's uh, from ABC. Overnight, Britney Spears speaking out via social media in the wake of increasingly fevered speculation about her well-being. Hi guys, just checking in with all of you who are concerned about me. Addressing her current condition and all those recent rumors. My family has been going through a lot of stress and anxiety lately, so I just needed time to deal. This video on Instagram and a long caption, the first extensive words from the 37-year-old since she checked into a facility earlier this month, for what's been described as an all-encompassing wellness treatment. In the new post, Spears saying, there's rumors, death threats to my family and my team, and just so many things. Crazy. Overnight. Oh, crazy things. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Play the next one. Uh, No, that was it. I'm sorry. How come it says two cuts? Yeah, it shouldn't have. All right, all right, fine. Well, it was... Uh, we had we had a little bit more to the right. story, um, but anyway, she just goes on in her Instagram post. Don't believe everything you read and hear. Um, apparently, some fake emails were crafted by Sam Lufty. 
Oh, you're kidding. Her, her, her old, old manager. manager. She said, I did not write them. He was pretending to me and communicating with my team with a fake email address. And that is the person who was leaving things about I've got inside information. Leaking. Leaking with that Britney podcast. Yes. So I bet those gals feel terrible. Yep. Anyway, she said uh, she just needs a little bit of privacy to deal with all the hard things that life is throwing her way. If you could do that, I'd be forever grateful. And I think, you know, she's under conservatorship. So, yes, there are decisions that are made for Brittany and not with Brittany. And that's just that's how it works. So, you know, it doesn't matter what her age is or how much money she has. It she seems to be it's her dad it's not this some other person and all of that so it's basically none of our business and i'm choosing to believe Brittany, and i think you are too that people need to chill it's i i really can't believe that, and it's that gotten, he was at the heart of it again stirring the pot the sam lufty why does he have such an axe to grind with her because he quit making 10 percent yeah for you know when he was her manager a for a year and a half making, yeah. but i mean it was a long seriously time ago. that her sisters had to come out i mean yes. i don't under you know oh laurie yeah. It's not good. I mean, she has mental illness and that people won't let her have it and be alone. Well, the thing that was feeding that conspiracy was that podcast, was that podcast yeah. and Sam Lufty pretending that he was basically pretending to be the conservator, the other guy who was the co-conservator with her dad. Wow. Yeah. So stirring the pot, stirring the pot. Now he's defending himself. He said she's her Instagram accused me of fabricating emails. Well, I can say it. I never wrote or had access to her email. And this is her team's desperate attempt to overshadow the free Britney movement. In in just that, <laughs> it's like it's free Willie. I mean, Willie was a dolphin or a whale or whatever. Yeah, free this person. Yeah. She's not incarcerated. She has mental illness. Her family is trying to do the right thing for her. Why is it anyone else's business? Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think anybody knows that she has, the conservatives started, I mean, we were on the air when all that started. It's been over 10 years. Yeah, and it it would have gone away if it wasn't necessary. Right. Price of celebrity, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, but I mean, but again, it's, it's, it's so wild. I don't understand why Sam, people don't understand. Well, Sam stirred the pot, so it got people thinking. And these, the two gals that do uh, Britney's yep. this podcast, yep. it's devoted to her. They, you know, on the basis of these emails, they like believed that it was coming from an inside camp. And for a hot second, we believed it too. Yep. Yeah. All right. Now, this, how about this story that, uh, uh, Paisley Park, uh, Chris Riemenstrader had a story about yeah. all the people, the celebrities that go to Paisley Park. Ooh, now, really? the celebration is happening and starts tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they have. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply different performances and speakers and Rocco and I have gone the last yes. two years and there are still tickets for the Friday night Prince concert where a full band plays in concert with like video footage from him. I know it sounds weird, but it, it actually worked. You liked it. it was and a, it's new footage this new, year. And if you've been concert. like last year was at Target Center, I believe. It's yes. completely different. Yeah. So here's who Chris Raymond Snyder is reporting. Um, Katy Perry has toured it twice. Okay. The last time she came uh, incognito. They call ahead usually the famous people and arrange a private tour, but sometimes they just buy a ticket and show up like... Everybody else, in the case of Katy Perry, it's all of the above. One time she came incognito, and one time she just showed up and bought a ticket. Uh, Shaggy and his band visited Paisley Park last October. Shaggy. Shaggy. (laughs) Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day came with his wife this past winter, and their sons, and Bruno Mars uh, stopped by. Mm -hmm. I think almost anyone who's playing a concert, if they can, and why wouldn't they want to go out there? Earth, One, and Fire. Yeah, when they were at the fair last year. And when I had the tour last, the some of the interesting things when you do take that Paisley Park tour, he built a sound, a recording studio that is all wood, and I can't remember what the guy said, but it's like special bead, wood. No, but it's like <laughs> bead wood, bead, and it's really, really thin. It's very mm. expensive to even do a studio mm. in this. He had such a Mind for detail and then being able to envision how it all sounds. So right. this, it's kind of incredible when they go through the list of who's recorded in that studio at Paisley Park. Yeah. It's no longer an active recording studio, but when he was alive, I mean, it was used all the time and for all kinds of records. So um, the staff at Paisley Park, they, you know, they sometimes do a little tweeting or Instagram if it's okay with the people. But Casey Musgraves was there. Debbie Harry uh, from Blondie, Shania right. Twain. Um, comedians Dave Chappelle and George Lopez have been there. And then, like, independent bands. Death Cab for Cutie, Third Eye Blind, Fits in the Tantrums, The English Beats. All kinds. Of, they want to see it. You know, it's like going to Memphis yeah, and exactly. seeing Graceland. Yeah. So... Um, it's just really that he had, the other thing he had is this top of the line, AKG C12 microphone, which apparently oh, everyone musicians, wants those. No, it's like just, <laughs> do you geeky. think we have those? It's like geeky. Uh, I'm going to ask our engineers uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. yeah. AKG is top end. Top, top, top oh, end. Yeah. So Anyway, so it's if you haven't been out there, and I don't think you've taken the tour. I yet. have not taken the tour. The I, next time you have like somebody from out of town, out of town who wants fan. to, do it. my friend Shanna might. She's coming for a week in June. She might want to go. It is. I know. Really, I can't believe I'm awesome. Have, that's what everyone says. I just yeah. have not, and they haven't even begun to make it be everything it's going to be. Sure, you know, because Graceland, the Graceland people are doing it, but um, it's yeah, it's pretty pretty. 
pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And um, anyway, so I don't know how many people are showing up this weekend, but um, I know my brother who came last year, he like made friends because these are people who are really just hardcore Prince fans that he's like in contact with from Australia and Great Britain and just because people have come that far, right? Oh yeah, from all it, it, over. Yeah, yeah, they come from all over, and I don't even know what the, who the panel of speakers are for this weekend. But people can look it up. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, a- anyway, so yeah, he's like, I'm very sad. I'm not going to be at the celebration. I said, Well, we'll be there next year, brother. It would kind of be brother a good um, weekend to go because it's supposed to be kind of grumpy. I looked. Yes. Uh huh. Rearrange your closets. Go out to Paisley Park. Take a movie. All right, listen, we've got some guests. We've got uh, a couple of very lovely ladies joining us in studio. We'll be right back. And they're doing a show this weekend at the Chan Hassan in the Fireside Theater. Is this the second year you guys are doing the music? Yes. Of Burt Bacharach? Yep. Yep. All right, ladies. And also Bruce Henry is... Brother Ba, yes. That's right. All right, so you guys, of course... Julie and I, we know you from even going back to Rupert's. 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 I know. You guys have been around town just with your wonderful, beautiful voices. So whose idea was it to do the music of Burt Backright? Well, we all got together on it. You You did? um, I knew that I had wanted to do it. I studied that music for like a thousand million years. And so when we we were talking about it, we wanted to do something different. Mm -hmm. So by doing something different... Uh, not necessarily what was expected. There's a range of music. So it's not like you're doing someone else's cover. You're doing music written by a particular right. songwriter. So then you can do your own spin, spin on it. And people oh, may not even realize that they love Burt Bacharach's oh, songs because you yeah. don't realize how many songs, songs he's yeah. written. He and you, Davis. I mean, like A House Is Not a Home that Dionne Warwick did. Maybe she did Staples a lot. Did it. Yeah, and then yeah, mm-hmm. don't make me over. Alfie. The house is not a home, okay? Because I think that's from Barbara Streisand. No, that's the only work. How does that go? Well, when she you did and your, do it, but she, she did didn't do it first. Is it? No, no, I don't think yeah. she was asking no. who did it first. No, oh, yeah, but is it one yeah. more? Is it that one? That's no, Bell. no, that's, that's a different no, that's one. Sounds like still a chair. Oh, yeah, should we sing it? No. Yeah, come on. No. Yeah, let's do it. No. Debbie, come on. I have no voice. It's a okay. chair is still a chair, even when there's no one sitting there. Oh, but oh, a chair is not a house, and a house is not a home, when there's no one there to hold you tight, and no one there you can kiss Joya, that someone could she could just like sing a little bit underneath someone who could actually sing. Oh, ladies! And then he would do that, and then he would go. He did what's new, Pussycat? Oh, with Tom Jones. So he he goes all over the map with his stuff. Well, yeah. Say a little prayer for you. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have a Do you have a favorite, Debbie? Of of Burt Bacharach that you just are like so excited to sing? Um, I like Message to Michael. Yeah, I I don't even know that. Spread your wings for New Orleans, Kentucky bluebird, fly away. Wow. And 
take a message to my yes. Oh, I never knew that was what they said there. Well, again, you (laughs) know, because people don't realize how many many songs of his that he's written. He had a very messy personal life. He's ninety years old. He's still probably to work for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, works for him. That's right. And then we do walk on by. Oh, Isaac Hayes version. Okay, give me the difference. So the difference of what? Walk on by from um. Well, Dion is. Did you see me walking down the street, Mm -hmm. and I start to cry each time we meet? Walk on by. That's Dion. Yes. Okay. But now. I don't know how to oh, do the Isaac Hayes version. Isaac do Isaac's. Yeah. Uh, Does Bruce do that? Yeah. yeah. Bruce is doing it. He okay. had a whole it's production. Got... So how many songs do you guys sing in uh, this show at the Chan? Over 20. Over 20. Okay. Yeah. And it's this Friday and Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah. And it's in that cozy. We love the Chan Hassan Fireside Theater. Sometimes cool. we broadcast. It's, cool. it's a cool room. It we know yeah. that Prince performed. There, like three months, you know, he mm-hmm. just got up on stage. I forget what somebody who, was. Was there somebody there? And yeah, Mick Sterling Sterling. was doing kind of a like a tribute uh. show and singing someone else's songs. Mm-hmm. But it is that is just a gem of a place it to go and is. hear music. Have you ladies? Okay, so there. we've read. I mean, you have like l- the awards, everything you two ladies have done in music and won, and the people that you've sang with, and. And how instrumental you've been in music in the Twin Cities, L.A., around the country, around the mm, world. We've all been around Do the you world. two, are you guys friends? No, we don't like each other. <laughs> mm. How do you two know each other? I mean, again? I don't know. <laughs> did, you guys, Gwen. did you guys perform together? I mean, before? Is that before? Like No, no, I, we met at Rupert's. Okay. But actually, Debbie and I met kind of weirdly on an elevator in L.A. Actually, it was in Hollywood. Oh, in my Hollywood. word. But, but we didn't know we each didn't other. We didn't know each other. And, and we, we just kind of looked we at, just we just said, met. We said saw hello. each other and said hello. Yeah. yeah. On this elevator. Yeah. She was going up, I was going down. Actually, I had just finished performing there. You didn't know that. No, I didn't know that at the time. Was this a recording studio? No, it was was a restaurant. Okay. Restaurant that had live music. And did you, when you looked at each other, I know this sounds dumb, but Lori and I had this amazing, like we met at work about 30 years ago now, Mm -hmm. and we just looked at each other and just kind of were like... We had well, this, did you guys have well, that? We looked at each other and we went, I know you. Yep. I know you from somewhere. Who knew that we'd go from Hollywood to Minneapolis? Yes. Rupert's. Rupert's. Yeah. Because yeah. I joined Rupert's in 87. Oh, my And word. so we've known each other for a good long time. And the three of us, we're kind of calling ourselves the new Rat Pack or the Minnesota Rat <laughs> Pack <laughs> because we have oh, done so much t- music together. And so Henry Duncan Matthews is our, our group name mm-hmm. or HDM. Like HDM. You know, yeah. And we'd like the Henry Duncan Matthews, not Henry Duncan and Matthews, no, but okay. we Duncan one Matthews. word. It sounds like one Henry Duncan Matthews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the Duchess of Sussex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Duncan Matthews. We got it. We got it. And is it just? I mean, it, it, my dream has always been able to sing, and I just don't have a voice. But is it just when you? Is it just so wonderful mm-hmm. every time you open your mouth to be able to you do know that? What? I, I know I it sounds silly. Completely. It's not silly blessed to do what I do. Yeah. I can't imagine me doing anything else. I think I would cease to exist if I didn't have sing. music. Sing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you can sing to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, no joke. No, I All my you. days could be bad, but I can go around humming yeah. to myself. And then the other thing is both of us sing gospel music sometimes. Yeah. And the beauty of that is sometimes the music comes back and God is like singing to you. So oh, it's just this wonderful cool. yeah. thing that we were given. And uh, so we get to share it with the 
world. Are you? This ladies, is going to sell out. You, the tickets call Chan Hansen yeah. Dinner Theater right now. It is this Friday and Saturday night. The best of back rack with. Henry Duncan Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> and tickets are reasonable, and it, there's not a bad seat in that no, room. No, and what a, what a wonderful chance and opportunity to hear you ladies sing. Yeah, and you can get tickets at Chan Hatch. You have a full band with yes, you. We have a Don't great you? all-star band. We've got Jay Young on bass. We have Adi Ashaya on keys. We what have Kevin Washington on drums. That's a bass playing child as well as Adi Ashaya. <laughs> yes, and Daryl Boudreau on percussion. Pete Whitman on wind, woodwinds and Kavi. Kavi. You know, Kavi, please don't get mad at me because you know I mess up your name every time oh. I see you. So, um, I Kavi. Oh, him. That's We've right. heard a lot about him. He's Young. excellent. Okay. Young. He's Debbie, fantastic. Debbie and Gwen, I want you each, I, you have to have a Prince story. And I know people are coming into town. There's going to be a lot of activity around Chanhassen because that's where people will take the buses to go over to Paisley Park. Well, Do you, either true. of you have a Prince story? Gwen, oh, Gwen you want to go Gwen first? Gwen has Prince story. Story. Okay. I got a Prince story. We were jamming at this, you know, he... Always had those jams at his studio, mm-hmm. and so one night I had done a Mabel Staple, Mavis Staple kind of mm-hmm. uh, background session, uh-huh. and at the end of it we were all jamming in the middle of it. So I was hitting the cowbell, and I was hitting the cow. He looked at me and he wanted my cowbell, and so in return he gave me his uh, tambourine. Oh. So I was trying to, he threw the tambourine to me, and so I was trying to give it back to him, and he didn't take it back. So I still have my tambourine, and he would come into Rupert's a bunch, and he would go, hi, Gwen. Ooh. Hi, hi Gwen. So that was about it. That's, that's, that's it. That's a very that's a good great one. Story. That's that a good one. How yeah. about you, Debbie? I have a few. You do? Any, so you, anyone the, you want to share? i the nice ones. Okay. Tell us the nice ones. It's afternoon programming, after all. Uh, what is this? That drinking somewhere? Okay, yes. no. Um, actually, this was a nice one. Uh, my keyboard player played for Prince, uh, Bobby, Bobby, Tommy, Tommy Barbarella, Tommy Barbarella, mm-hmm. Tommy Elm, Tommy Barbarella. He was Elm for me. Anyways, I he kept saying, "I really want to work with you, Deb." I said, "Well, you know, we don't have a problem with that." I said, "Cause you know, you got that thing going on with Prince, and I don't, cause if he got called." My gig was gone. Yeah, right, right. You know, right. and I'm like, well, I play out, out a little bit more than Prince. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when he does play out, he plays out. But the rest of the time, he's in his studio doing stuff like that. But anyways, you know, he had those things that he did over there at night. Yes, he at, had those parties. Yeah. Those I asked him to dance at a party, and he just said no. Oh, did he? Anyways, he kept, uh, Tommy kept going, Deb, you got to come out to, you got to come out to one of them. I said, honey, I, my car won't go there. It's, it's too far away. <laughs> I was living in Burnsville. I said, and you want me to drive out to where? I won't even tell you what I yeah. said, but okay. Well, uh, so one night I was trying really hard to turn my steering wheel to go out to, and I did go out there and it was fun. And then I walked in and uh, Prince knew me from bunkers. I okay. Sure. Yes. Right. Mama's combo for years. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he used to come in and pop in and sit in and we blah, blah, blah. So, I went in and um, there he was, and he goes, Debbie. I said, Hey, how you doing? He goes, I'm doing fine. And then so we, I went walking around, just checking the place out. And then the you know the bands started playing, blah blah blah. And he got up there, and then he came over to me, and he goes, So you gonna sit in? <laughs> I said, No. 
Why'd you say no? I didn't want to sit in. I had just gotten off from my gig. I'd been singing all night. You've been singing all night. The last thing I wanted to do. And, you know, they wasn't doing nothing that I wanted to do. I mean. He really did just. He could go and go and go. He could. I mean, that that is kind of a legendary true thing about him. I think he went too much, though. Yeah. He started messing up his hips and all that dancing and Mm -hmm. falling down. And even as small as he was. Right. I think that's where his pain started and all that stuff that he had to take to try to alleviate Were you guys surprised about that? I was surprised about his death. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was actually, a little bit surprised that, that he had. Night. You did? He was at the Dakota well, that's that night. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Liz Ryan. You saw him that night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw him that night. Oh my if you're God. just joining us, we're with Debbie Duncan and Gwen Matthews of Henry Duncan Matthews. <laughs> okay. So you saw him at, that night at the Dakota, did Yeah, I was oh. at the Dakota. To, uh, I believe Liz Wright was playing there and um, he knew her. So he was uh, hanging out. Well, you know, he has his own little spot when he goes. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts to the Dakota but then he was hanging out with her in the uh, dressing mm-hmm. room because it was one of the things that was slowing me down from being able to say hello to her in the dressing room <laughs> <laughs> would you hurry up press I got something to do I got something to do I gotta go I gotta ask do you guys sing Burt Bacharach's uh, I believe he won an academy award for when raindrops keep falling on my head you sing actually we do you sing that we one? We do do that yeah. one. Let's do, do it. Okay. Should we just do it oh, really quick? Well, I, have to tell you because oh, I don't have the lyrics. I, I, I know it. That was my mother's Rain. favorite song. Oh, oh you know it. And she loved to hear Burt Bacharach mm. do it. That's Which is the funniest thing in the world. Nothing seems to fit. Cause raindrops keep falling on my head. They keep falling. Though I just did need some talking to the sun. Mm-mm. And I said I didn't like the way he got things done Sleeping on the job Cause raindrops keep falling on my head They keep falling But there's one thing I know the blues day Isn't it something how you just music, you just know the words and it sits with you and it's in yeah. your heart? Is yeah. the fact that I still know stuff that I did when I was like two and three years is what amazes me. I yeah. I am yeah. so, we sure. are so honored and delighted to meet you. What Thank a treat you. for us. And this show is gonna be special. I already know that. It's Yay. really it's a it's also a funny show. Yeah. Well, and I can't it, tell you there's any humor with you two ladies. No, we can't Jeez, tell it at one, all. This one they, here is I had to ask who was who, of course. course. That's okay. And I'm so embarrassed that I'm saying to our friend from Chanhassen, and I go, (laughs) (laughs) and he couldn't hear me, and they're walking behind me like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right, I gotta ask. Okay, so the show is The Best of Burt Bacharach, starring 
Bruce Henry, Debbie Duncan, Gwen Matthews. Ladies, thanks so much for being in. Yes. Uh, the show you. is at this the Chan Hassan yes. Dinner Theater Friday night and Saturday night. So if you're looking for a date, we've got a great date mm-hmm. idea for you. This would just be wonderful. And we just yeah. appreciate yeah. your taking the time and coming Absolutely. in to see us. And anytime you ever want to come in our studio and sing with please. us, please. We'll come please, we would love it. And don't let them let, the, let everybody know you can go chanhassendt.com. But yeah. if you can't do that, then you can call, call 952-934-1525. Very good. Hey, oh, excellent. Grand. Excellent. Okay. Oh, this right. is so fun so for thank us. You. Thank, thank you. you so much. Listen, we'll be right back. If you see me walking down the street and I Down the hallway somewhere oh, with uh, Gwen, Gwen and Debbie. Well, Those... that's the uh, that's the Isaac Hayes version of. Oh, is that the Isaac Hayes? Walk on by, which I guess Bruce Henry Henry will sing on Saturday night. I just can't. What is? <laughs> is she back now? Yeah, oh no, she's gosh. back. Yeah, <laughs> those ladies are dark. That was such a treat. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's just written so many songs. My but gosh. and those ladies, and those ladies are have so... amazing voices. Amazing voices, and they've been. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was really fun. Fun, fun, fun. Now back to us. Well, back to you. Well, here's something. You know what? I'll do this. We're going to do something else for Vintage Scandal. Let's revisit Burt Bacharach. Please. Okay. First of all, I just... Because he is the genius behind so many hit songs, but his life has been dogged by tragedy. Yes. He has the rare gift of kind of appealing to people of all musical tastes and ages. Uh, yeah. He's and 90 he, years old now. I agree. He was so sexy back in the day. I remember him from Andy Williams specials. <laughs> oh, yes. I know, I do. Uh, no, well, right. uh, he, his luck um, turned, he met lyricist Hal David in 1957, and they began collaborating, and with just a couple months, they, Perry Como sang Magic Moment on his television show, and it became a U.S. Top 10 hit. Right. Wow. And it was the first of 73 top 40 hits. Um, and count 73. 73. They were in demand. The next tracks, The Story of My Life, went to number one. In the early 60s, Burt Bacharach and Hal David wrote more than 100 songs together. They were a two-man hit factory. And their work with Dionne Warwick, who recorded 30 of their songs, was probably the most fruitful Dusty Springfield, you know, recorded their music. Even the Beatles wanted a piece of uh, Bert and Hal. They recorded Baby It's You on their first album. Right, which was a cover of a Sherelle song. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and he, uh, he said why he was so successful. He said at the time, no one under the age of 25 wanted to listen to music their parents liked. So the songs that Hal and I were writing appealed to both sides of the generation. And um, uh, his first marriage was a disaster. It ended after five years. Uh, he couldn't ever keep in his pants. And Carol Bayer Sager wrote about that in her memoir, which I read about three years ago, which is a wonderful, wonderful book. And then in 1965, 
He married Angie Dickinson. Dickinson. They stayed married for 15 years. But within a year of his marriage to Angie, he'd already had two affairs. Okay. He literally could not keep it in his pants. And they had a baby together. Yes. I'll get to that, Julia. You don't have to read ahead. He even, during his marriage to Angie Dickinson, it did go on for 15 years, but he... Uh, said that Marlene Dietrich, who was 30 years his senior, tried to seduce him after they got drunk together in Las Vegas. In his book, he kind of leaves it open. He said that um, Dietrich, who toured the world with Burt Bacharach in the early 60s, became insanely jealous of Angie Dickinson, demanding, you married that slut, how could you have done such a thing? And they had their daughter in 1966, and she was born three months premature. Um, and she had undiagnosed Asperger syndrome. So all her life, she struggled right. with all kinds of things. And I think she was 40 when she took her life. Um, and in 1970, um, by I mean, by the time that she, Nikki was like four, her behavior was... They didn't even know what to do. So in 1970, when he wins the Oscar for Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, which was written for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance mm-hmm. Kid, he said it looked from the outside like everything I had touched, turned to gold. Mm-hmm. I had this movie star wife. Yeah. yeah, I had a daughter. I just won the Oscars. He said, but... Uh, I, you know, I loved my daughter, but we did not know what to do with her. And he especially checked out because of the behavioral problems. Right. And, um, and then to seal it all off, the 10, the really 14 year relationship he had with Hal David, um, went, when they wrote the score for Lost Horizon. Oh, that was a disaster. Disaster. Right. One yeah, song? Well, no, they, they no, wrote they, the, the whole, whole score the whole for the score whole for the musical, yeah. Olivia Hussey was in yes, it. Yes, and Peter Finch. I remember just seeing it Lee because Bowman. on the Air Force Base, we got all the B movies. I've never even heard of it. Oh, before. yeah, Lost Horizon. It was kind of, a, I think yeah, it, was it was based a, on a book. But anyway, was, yeah. they didn't speak for over 10 years. Burt Backrack in the, in the writing partner. Wow. Yeah, and then at some point, he became, had an affair with Carol Bayer Sager while he was married to Angie Dickinson. And really, when she took Policewoman, because by then her movie career was kind of whatever, she takes Policewoman and she admits that was the thing that ended it. And Carol Bayer Sager writes in her book, she completely made up the man who she thought he was. Sure. Because he was so focused on writing he couldn't really yeah he couldn't really, really do anything else and uh he, he uh he is still married to his fourth wife but he's 90 now so he's probably able to you know keep it in his pants now what else can i tell he you he did about a him? famous duet with barbara streisand yes. on one of her albums yes he did and you know carol Bay- bayer sager said uh, you know in her book yeah bert doesn't come across he's not he wasn't a great husband but she said, you just always got to remember when someone tells you, warns you who they are, believe them. Because Bert tried to warn her. All I do is think about music, write music, and you'll fit in. And I screw. No, but I mean, I don't think about anything.